0: Welcome to the Prophetic Voice Podcast, an extension to the Prophetic Voice community magazine that seeks to enlighten, encourage, and inspire people from all walks of life. In each episode, you can look forward to hearing godly conversation on the realities and nuances of life and the world. Here to inspire greatness. In today's podcast, we are going to be talking about something rather interesting, borderline controversial, depending on where you sit on the spectrum. And it's this big question about, is Christianity still relevant? Why the big fuss about Christianity? And I think this is a bit of a terrifying question, even for me as a believer, um, because it forces you to really question your own beliefs like, yes, I confess that I believe in Jesus Christ. Yes, I say that I'm a Christian, but is it relevant? Like, is it still important? Um, what's in it for me? So I'm quite interested in hearing what you guys think. Like, is Christianity still relevant? What, what's the big fuss about Christianity, about religion even to say?
1: Um, these are very interesting questions, but I think to start off with what I would say is that the questions that Christianity seeks to solve are age-old questions. So, in terms of whether it's relevant for modern times, mm-hmm. I think it's still relevant, and it will always be relevant. Mm-hmm. Because, for example, the question of finding a purpose and a meaning mm-hmm. in your life, mm-hmm. as long as we exist, mm-hmm. right? It's sort of an existential problem mm-hmm. that's always going to be relevant. Mm-hmm. So, I think even for modern times, that's mm-hmm. um, that's always going to be relevant, mm-hmm. and even the Um, one of the things that Christianity seeks to address Mm -hmm. is um, the disconnect that we all feel from our maker, Mm -hmm. right? And that is something that, regardless of the age, uh, Mm -hmm. it's something that was true 2,000 years ago and is Mm -hmm. still true today. Mm -hmm. So questions like that... The solutions that christianity presents and i think we'll get into some of that as we continue to discuss in the podcast i think they they are still relevant in modern times in fact i could argue that they are even more relevant today than they used to be Uh, there seems to be a crisis of meaning um, in modern times because we are so surrounded by all these things so i think definitely my answer is absolutely christianity is still relevant today i don't know what you think Geshe.
2: Eugenia and Simba have said it's it's an interesting question and it's a very loaded question. Um, but basically, I, I feel like Christianity is very relevant today. It's as relevant as it's always been. Um, I think it comes down to us understanding as humans, we are in essence spirit. Um, and as a spirit, uh, um, we, 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 we have this yearning and longing and um, we have, we have questions as to where we came from, uh, you know, what are we here for, where are we going. And the only entity that can answer that for us is 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 the one who made us. And um, you know, that's you know, that's God the Father, that's Jesus Christ the Son, that's the Holy Spirit. So is it relevant? Uh, definitely, because you know, it's it's the reason we live. The misunderstanding comes when we try and make christianity a religion rather than a relationship with your maker um and that's that's when it kind of um loses its 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 um its appeal or its relevance relevance i dare say
0: very interesting and i was just thinking about what you said in terms of the crisis of meaning and this idea of purpose and understanding you know who you are what you were created for And there's always this question about, well, so how am I going to know who I am? Like, Mm. how am I even going to know if I'm Mm. walking the right path? Mm. You might say God is there, but Mm. how do I actually know? And I guess for me, in my experience, it's been... I can't say that I was always active on the relationship part, Mm. but I was quite active on the religion part. You Mm. know, you go to church because mom and dad have said... Mm. We're going to go to church or you know i know if i don't go to church today then that means i'm going to be banned from watching tv or whatever it is and it's only later on in life where i thought there might be a little bit more to that and for me that was when we came to australia and i found myself isolated um left all my friends we've left your family and you're starting all over again and i had this well god what's this all about um and i I have to confess, like I feel like I stumbled through a couple of mm. years in mm. Australia before I started figuring out mm. what I was about. But mm. for me, I think the the, the real part of the mm. journey started when I encountered the prophetic. Mm. Um, and I'm interested in hearing what you guys think about, mm. you know, how the prophetic ties into all of this. Because mm. for me, that's when I had my aha mm. moment. Like mm. the light bulb went on like, oh, hang mm. on, God actually still speaks? Mm. Yeah there's actually a reason for my existence. There's purpose to it. Um, so I'm interested, like, what do you guys think or what has been your experience in
2: this? All right, thanks, uh, Eugenia. Um, yeah, so I kind of, um, I kind of uh, you know, share a bit of the same in the sense of, um, you know, I, I, I didn't really grow up in a very religious home. Uh, it was more secular than religious, um, but we did go to church once in a while. But growing up, um, you know, once I entered high school, I kind of, I couldn't figure out the rele- you know, I did believe there was a God, but I didn't, I couldn't, um, I was not convinced that he was actually still relevant today. So I abandoned the whole idea of, you know, Christianity, going to church, trying to read my Bible, everything, praying. I just left it alone. And, um, you know, it was only till much later, which maybe uh, there was a whole series of events that happened. Uh, it was only very much later when I actually came to the end of myself, and um, I feel that there was divine intervention. Now, knowing what I know, I do know it was divine intervention, and um, I ended up in a prophetic church, and that's the first time I actually um, I actually observed. Um, that was my first time, one in a living church, uh, and by a living church, I mean a place where the Holy Spirit is 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 alive and is evidence you can see it in the miracles you can see it in the revelations and uh, you can see it in the prophetic word Um, and the fact that there was someone a servant of god who was able to tell me things about me about my family about my life without knowing who i was or knowing anything about me that were uh, really things that were very um, uh, deeply hidden within my spirit that opened my eyes to the relevance and the idea that god still speaks and god is still alive so i'd say the prophetic definitely played a huge part in me changing my formal opinion that christianity is irrelevant
1: yeah my story would be similar to what geshia is saying i think the relevance of the prophetic in terms of connecting you to to god is that it makes you realize that God is real. Mm. Um, it's a it's a practical thing that if you're being told these things, some of them you knew in part, mm. and then from there they go on to tell you other things, uh, like the purpose that God created you for. Mm. It makes you know that, okay, this thing is real. Mm. Like you practically hear God speaking to you. Mm. It's an encounter with uh, with God. Mm. So in the same way, I grew up in a religious um In house would go to church every day but as I got into my teenage years um, I kind of got into that oh no God is not real Mm -hmm. Um, because to me it it, in my makeup uh, there's a guy called Gideon in the Bible he said uh, if God is with us where are all his miracles that Mm -hmm. that that we read about so if i'm not seeing something practically today then i'm tempted to say well then it's not relevant to modern times maybe these are just stories that people are telling us so when i encountered the prophetic or when i came to a prophetic church then i could see maybe some of the people i used to know before i can see their lives are transformed then you know then i start practically seeing that this thing is real when I have an encounter with the prophetic itself, I'm being told things, mm-hmm. uh, the gifts that I feel or the calling that I feel that maybe there's something more to life mm-hmm. than, than what, I'm practi- uh, what I'm currently going through. Mm-hmm. Then I can say, okay, God, then there is a maker. I'm being connected to my maker in a practical way, in a very real way that is not you know, just someone telling you mm-hmm. stories. Uh, the prophetic, the advantage of it, I think, mm-hmm. is that it brings you into the now. It's like God is speaking to you now. Mm-hmm. Not what he did in the life of somebody else, but practically what he's doing now. So, yeah, that's that's my take on that. That's
0: very interesting. And, I, and like, I know um, there would be people that are out there that are very skeptical. And, obviously in quotation marks, we Mm -hmm. might be biased um, because we are in a prophetic ministry, you know? Mm -hmm. And people will be saying, oh, you know, so is that to say because I'm not in a prophetic ministry, Mm -hmm. that means God is not going to speak to me? Or, you know, that means I'm not doing this right Mm -hmm. by God, or there's Mm -hmm. no hope for me, that Mm -hmm. means I'm doomed. No, that's Mm -hmm. by no means what Mm -hmm. we're saying. Mm -hmm. Um, And I guess I thought I'd just chip this in there. It's Mm -hmm. not to say, Mm -hmm. you know, because you're not in a prophetic ministry, Mm -hmm. therefore that means you're not doing Mm -hmm. your walk with God right. Mm -hmm. No, that's Mm -hmm. not it at all. Mm -hmm. Um, And I guess it's it's just more a comment on Mm -hmm. getting to that point where you expand Mm -hmm. your understanding in walking with God and seeing the relevance of Mm -hmm. Christ now. Mm -hmm. Um, And I guess for me, it's interesting because it brings Mm -hmm. me back to that question about being born again. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, we always talk about walking with, you know, Mm -hmm. being Christians, a big fuss about it. Mm -hmm. If you believe in Christ, you know, Mm -hmm. can you be a Christian, Mm -hmm. be born again, and I guess still do your own thing? You know, when we talk about the fuss and the relevance of Christianity, Mm -hmm. because there is this thing about you are your own man. Mm -hmm. You know, you're the maker of your destiny. You Mm -hmm. chart your own path. Mm -hmm. But how does it work? Like, you know, when you think about the relevance of Mm -hmm. Christianity today.
1: Yeah, um, that's a very interesting question in terms of can you be a Christian and still Mm -hmm. do your own thing? Mm -hmm. I would be tempted to just be more blunt and say, no, Mm -hmm. not really. Mm -hmm. And the reason why i say that is it goes against the fundamental um, basis of christianity Mm -hmm. when we say you're a christian Mm -hmm. it's our belief in jesus Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and as christians we are supposed to take after his nature Mm -hmm. and the way that he has connected us back to god is that he himself Mm -hmm. he gave up the the position that he had Mm -hmm. as god Mm -hmm. And came and did something for us so that mm-hmm. we could be disconnected. Mm-hmm. We could be reconnected, sorry, mm-hmm. back to God. Mm-hmm. So once you're ta- taking after or you're mm-hmm. following a man like that, mm-hmm. we are supposed to also do similar mm-hmm. in our own lives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, so it's the idea that you come to God mm-hmm. and also take up that sacrificial part of it where you, you allow your life to mm-hmm. be a blessing to other people. Mm-hmm. So... If you're gonna live like that mm-hmm. then i don't think you can do your own thing mm-hmm. per se mm-hmm. it's actually coming to god and say god mm-hmm. what was your original idea mm-hmm. uh, for my life what did you want for me what was the original intent mm-hmm. uh, that you had for my life mm-hmm. so it's the idea of submission mm-hmm. and sacrifice mm-hmm. i know these are things <laughs> that people don't want to hear <laughs> especially talking about the modern world right. but these are these are values and ideas that we can't really get rid Uh, rid of uh, in Christianity. Mm -hmm. And I would just add that if we we were to do that, take out the submission part Mm -hmm. or the sacrifice Mm -hmm. part or just want to live for ourselves, then it would take away the power in Christianity Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that transforms people's lives. Yeah.
2: Um, Just to add a bit on what Simba said or just to compliment uh, what he's saying is, uh, I think one of the fundamental things about being born again is basically Accepting Jesus Christ as the Lord and Master Savior. Um, So basically, that in essence means that, you know, lordship is, is, uh, you know, kind of infers to, um, you know, him having dominion or authority over you. So um, can you do your own thing? No. So that's the whole essence of it is um, you have accepted or ceded your um, your own authority to him. He then becomes your master. He becomes your Lord. And, um, you know, he's the one who knew you from the beginning of time. He knows you better than you know yourself. He loves you uh, without an agenda. So you're in the best hands possible, basically, when you do that.
1: I just wanted to ask you guys the question. Why do you think that the modern person struggles uh, to accept Christianity? Like, why do you think, <laughs> why do you think that is? Mm-hmm. Eugenia i will pass it on to you first
0: uh, That's a very easy question to answer um, And I guess this is coming from the perspective of One, we're now living in a very global world We're interconnected And then when you start looking at the You know, advances or the great fits And you know achievements that man has made we've been Uh to the moon we've connected the worlds we've got airplanes you can fly from Uh dubai to new york come Uh to sydney go Uh to you know Uh kenya wherever Uh it is like Uh when we think about Uh that element Uh and technology Uh and how we can do things Uh in quotation marks Uh on our own Uh And that's, I think, that's why we struggle as modern believers. And Mm -hmm. it takes me back to something that Mm -hmm. Geshe said at Mm -hmm. the start. And he Mm -hmm. said, we are, in essence, spirit beings. Mm -hmm. And this is one thing a lot of us overlook. We look Mm at, I've got the mind for it, I've got Mm -hmm. the emotions for it, Mm -hmm. I'm in the body form. Mm -hmm. And we forget that Mm -hmm. the essence of who we are is Mm -hmm. we are spirit beings. Mm -hmm. God breathed into us the breath of life. Mm -hmm. You know, when you Mm -hmm. go back to the book of Genesis, Mm -hmm. and we forget Uh and it's very easy to forget because you can't see your spirit like Uh you can't go in the mirror and say hey spirit Uh i see you right there like you know you've put on a little bit of weight no you can't you you can't do something like that Uh so i think it's that thing of not being aware Uh not understanding and realizing that Uh one the main person the main being you are Uh is spirit because Uh when we leave this earth Uh it's the spirit that goes away you know someone has died Uh the spirit Uh is gone Uh Um, and I think that's, that's, that's what makes it difficult because you can't Mm -hmm. see the spirit, you can't touch Mm -hmm. it, you Mm -hmm. can't Mm -hmm. account for it. And the dangerous aspect of that is we live in a very binary world. You know, there's no, there's no gray area. It's Mm -hmm. either you're with God or you're with the enemy. Mm -hmm. Um, and I know that sounds very harsh, Mm -hmm. but that is... Mm -hmm. The reality of it, Mm -hmm. it's either you're with God and if you're not with God, Mm -hmm. everything else that's not with Mm -hmm. God is, Mm -hmm. you know, the Mm -hmm. other side, (laughs) you know, Um, and we might try to rationalize it, Mm -hmm. we might try to make Mm -hmm. it logical Mm -hmm. and, you know, we've been educated in quotation marks Mm -hmm. enough to know about who we are, where we think we can rationalize things, Mm -hmm. but the end of it Mm -hmm. is that spiritual component, what happens at the end of life. That's the bigger picture. You're only Mm. here for, like, what, 80 years? What happens the day you sign out? You know, there's that question. (laughs)
1: Yeah,
2: Yeah. Yeah. so, um, yeah, I I, I co-sign on uh, what Eugenia was talking about. Basically, um, you know, we are living in uh, a world, basically, where, you know, everything is um, designed to make us more and more self-sufficient. That's really you know, the, the kind of bragging point a lot of people use is um, I'm self-made. Um, you know, uh, if you hear a lot of the motivational speakers who quote unquote, call themselves spiritual, um, their main message is, um, you know, surrounds, um, you, um, are a God, you have dominion, you have control. And, um, so, so that is, you know, that's kind of, like the the drum beat of the of modern times um so it it then becomes you know uh, it then kind of goes um against the grain of everything that christianity or it kind of goes against the foundational message of christianity which is um surrender to me um i made you i know you i love you and i have great plans for you yeah
0: And I think when we're having this conversation about, you know, the mm. content of this podcast, you mm. mentioned something that was very interesting um, when we're talking about what's the big fuss about Christianity. Mm. I mean, mm. I've got my five, six-figure salary. Mm. You know, if you're mm. fortunate enough to have mm. that, mm. I've got, you know, the food, the house, mm. you know, so mm. what's the big deal? And you said something mm. about the material mm. world. Mm. Um, and there being a difference between the comfort that mm. you get from the physical stuff Mm. versus those more intangible aspects like joy, like peace. Can you speak a little bit more about that aspect Mm. and, I guess, relating it back to your experience and your encounter with Christ, having lived in the world, and then now, you know, and this is like, you know, Mm. obviously our listeners might not know a lot about you, but perhaps you can tell us a little bit about yourself because... You strike me as an uh, intellectual person, right. um, you know, a logical thinker, uh, so that uh, you could pair Christ uh, with logic, right. you know, and say, here you are, yeah. a person who is in corporate or has yeah. worked in corporate, but believe right. in Christ, like it right. doesn't seem to tally up. So maybe right. just a bit about your journey and right. that question about what's the guarantee right. in being a Christian?
2: Wow, that's a loaded question because um, yeah, it's hard to compress three decades into a few sentences. But um, yeah, so um, uh, okay, so basically, my name is Kishia. I was born in Nairobi. That's my home. That's where I grew up. Um, and as, as I mentioned a bit earlier, I grew up in a you know loving home, but um, you know we were not too big on on. Um, on spiritual stuff um not out of uh just because you know you can only give what you have and um you know um i don't think my parents had a very uh deep understanding of you know of christ and spiritual things um so you know growing up i you know that wasn't really a, a big focal point of our lives um you know we did go to church um i did know about david and moses and all the you know david and goliath and those things but to me they were just stories i couldn't connect their relevance to my life you know and my journey so you know in high school i kind of got to a point where you know type of person i don't like to do stuff that i don't see value in so i just kind of um i stopped going to church i stopped praying i wasn't really praying that much but the little i was praying i stopped uh i i just um you know i just kind of left that i i did believe there was a god but i just couldn't figure it out so i just kind of left it and um uh, just uh when i was kind of getting uh, after high school i came to australia and you know um i don't have any family here so i was you know miles away I'm young, you know. I'm a very curious person by nature, and you know, I don't have the Holy Spirit in me, no convictions, and I'm by myself, not accountable to anybody. Um, and you know, um, growing up I was kind of like a firstborn, um, and uh, I was a prefect. I was, um, you know, I was the kind of person, you know, the aunts will say, "Oh, go to your cousin Gishia and you know that that kind of. I was in that kind of box so being you know a world away with no accountability um you know uh, to me it was the best thing that could happen but really it was not you know in retrospect it was it was i was not ready for it um you know not having the holy spirit being a very curious person i just kind of um you know i just kind of said i didn't make a conscious decision to do start doing stuff but I was not opposed to trying different things. And, um, so, you know, uh, though I used to go out, even in Kenya, I used to, you know, go out to the clubs, I used to drink, but everything was in moderation. But when I came here, um, you know, I, you know, I didn't have to go home at a certain time. Nobody was asking me where I was. I didn't, uh, you know, whether I shower, don't shower, eat, don't eat. <laughs> it was a whole new world for me. So, um, so yeah that freedom was kind of um I, I don't think i was ready for that but um you know being somebody who was perceived as very responsible growing up my parents thought you know he has a sound head he's, he'll be okay um but you know it's um it's one of those things where you know you're in you're at a party as an international student you're with other international students you're all in the same boat um you know you decide okay i'm gonna you know, try some weed. I was always around weed, um, you know, I was never, but I just never smoked in myself. Uh, not because I was morally against it. I just, again, it was because of the box I'd been put in. Um, so when I came here and I'm no longer in that box, I said, okay, fine. I've, I've always been curious, asking people, what does it mean to be high? What are you seeing? What are you feeling? <laughs> you yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I'd be interviewing people. <laughs> But um yeah so you know I'm here so you know I'm nobody's big brother or cousin so I just you know decided to 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 try it so I did, and you know obviously it was, it was an interesting experience you know it was, fun in quotes, um and you know and, it kind of at first it's just fun in games you kind of don't think too much about it you know you're in control it's just I'm just having a good time I'm just partying but then you know you you find yourself doing you know doing it maybe you started you know once it was you're just going to do it as a one-off then you're doing it every week then you're doing it every day then you're doing it three times a day and before you know it you're just always high um you know and you know once uh once you do that it kind of opens doors to a lot of other stuff i don't know how much time i have because like it's, it's a lot of stuff but uh you know you start i was obviously already drinking and when i was drinking i was a social smoker but when i came here i you know i i remember buying my first pack of winfield blues i remember that day very clearly uh you know i remember my friend telling me are you sure you want to do this i said yeah it's just for the weekend i don't like bombing ciggies as we call it when i'm out so let me have my own pack but by the time you finish that pack of 20s before it's even finished your body is actually calling for another pack so it's just this little stuff that happens um because you know um these things are chemicals at the end of the day they have an influence on 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 your neurological makeup um and they actually demand you know, your body just starts demanding for stuff. Um, so you know, it's for the siggies, you know, then weed, then you're doing mushrooms, then you're popping pills, then you know you're trying speed, and and it, you know it's all fun and games and, until it isn't. And um, and you know, once you're you you realize that you know you actually have passed the point where you're just doing it for partying and you are kind of you know your your thoughts are kind of you know how can i get some pills where is this weed guy you know how you know you have 20 dollars do i buy bread or do i get some weed and you choose weed that's when you start knowing that um it's you know it's no longer just partying. yeah yeah
0: so i guess going off what you've just shared about you know your journey your story <clears throat> And then coming to that point Mm -hmm. of you've encountered Mm -hmm. Christ again, when was that point where you got reconnected again? Because you've spoken about knowing that, oh, wow, Mm -hmm. now I know I have an issue. Like I'm choosing to buy weed instead of bread, (laughs) you know. um, So for me, it's like that question of, you know, to someone who would be listening and wondering, well, Mm -hmm. the big fuss about Christianity and having gone through that journey, like what? do you see as the difference between that life Mm. and the life with Christ now and living as a Christian?
2: Um, Yeah. So again, I'm kind of trying to summarize a huge chunk of time in in a few sentences, but I'll try my best. Um, So uh, basically I found myself in a place of uh, very complete emptiness um, so, you know, you try different things, you try, you know, as I said, you try this party drugs, you try, you know, I was going out a lot. Um, you know, I, I, I knew whatever I was looking, I was looking for something. I had a, I had a, I was very empty, but I didn't know why. And I didn't know what I was missing. Cause I didn't know enough about God to know that he was the solution. So, um, you know, you try different things and you realize that whatever you're looking for is not in the parties. Whatever you're looking for is not in relationships. Whatever you're looking for is not in, in, in education or in knowledge. Um, and for me, um, you know, I've always wanted, uh, you know, that was a big question for me. Like what is the purpose of life? If it's just, you know, going to school, getting a good job and paying bills, I don't, I don't see why I should drag that out for 80 years, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Um, If it's just, um, you know, if it's just doing business, getting a lot of money, but, you know, that's nice, but so what? Once you get the car, once you get the house, you know, then what? It doesn't... um, For me, those were not... um, They're not good enough reasons as to why... Uh, why I'm here, why I was born, you know. And it was, you know, it was a huge question that I would ask myself. I never used to pray, but the one thing I would ask God is, why am I here? Um, what is the purpose of this life? And, uh, you know, in that I was in a very dark place because basically when you do all this stuff you open yourself to a lot of stuff um you know i, I was not uh, aware of the spiritual realm at the time but knowing what i know i know i was obviously under influence of some negative spirits i i could literally i had this like when Saul says there was a dark cloud i could almost tangibly feel that dark cloud i i could hear voices just every time i'm driving telling me just drive the car over the bridge drive the car over the bridge you know um i could uh like tormenting voices you know um and and it was uh, no, knowing what i know now then i know what it what it is um, but at the time, I wasn't. I was. I wasn't sure. I just thought, "Oh man, life sucks." That's basically <laughs> what I thought. And um, and I know that you know. This is a whole deep topic, but I know that you know nobody kind of wants to commit suicide just out of logic or rationale They may think it is. But it's, you know, life is given by God, and the, the desire to take it is not, a rational, logical thing as much as you may think it may be. But that's a whole another di- discussion. But um so i was at that point where those thoughts were i was really wrestling with those thoughts and uh m- the changing point for me was um in, and i'm summarizing a lot but the changing point for me was one day when i was going i was waiting for my train at maryland station uh going to my job that i didn't really like that much <laughs> um you know, this lady comes and talks to me and you know, I'll just be honest, I was I was like, you know, she's she's a girl, she's not bad looking. Um, you know, I heard her out, you know, I thought I'd get a number or something, but um, you know, after twenty minutes of talking about just general stuff, she then um started saying something very interesting. She's like, um she said, Um, you know, I saw you in my dream last night. I was like, What? You know, <laughs>
1: i was
2: like i was like what what is she going on about then she's like you've been asking god you know what is the purpose of life wow. you know where are you going you know what am i here for like it's like she knew me but this was the first time i'm ever meeting this lady and i was just so confused or so shocked i was it was really I just couldn't wrap my mind around it, and she said, um, "You know, I'm a Christian," and I was like, "Man, you talked to me for twenty minutes to tell me that." <laughs> then, uh, <laughs> so um, then she says, "Look, um, God told me to give you this book. Um, it was a book by Rick Warren called Purpose Driven Life." She's like, "Okay, you read it. It has um, it has some of the questions you answers to some of the questions you've been asking." Uh, here's my number. Read it. If you have any questions, give me a call. We'll meet up for coffee. We'll discuss it. And that's pretty much when my journey started. Yeah. Mm.
1: Wow, that's mm. that's that's amazing. Yeah. I just had a question for you, Geshia. At the start, we mentioned that uh, in the modern world, there is a yeah. crisis of meaning. Yeah. So my question to you was, yeah. when these things you mentioned, the drugs, the parties, and yeah. that journey you went through, yeah. in hindsight, do you think you were searching for a sense of meaning in these things mm-hmm. um, and if so mm-hmm. coming to Christ mm-hmm. did that solve that problem and how exactly did that mm-hmm. dynamic work
2: yeah. Um yeah so I mean initially I couldn't say that's why I did them to be honest initially I was just young I was I was far away from home I I had freedom in quotes um, you know I was around people who were doing stuff and Add zero accountability to anybody and it was just easy for me to do it yeah, yeah. so um, so I started it out of fun uh, I was just having a good time I didn't really intend for it to be anything um, but then with time um, you know as, as, as time went by you know these are events that kind of unfolded over like almost a decade um so as time went by and you know i'm i've now graduated from school and i have a job um, i've applied for my pr i'm waiting i started asking myself deeper questions about life is this is life just about finishing school and getting a job and paying bills is it about you know my whole plan was i'm gonna finish school get my pr then go back home uh do business but you know so i do that then what you know um you know I've tried different relationships that doesn't it doesn't you know it's not doesn't fulfill that gap yeah. so i knew there was something missing um but i was I, I i didn't know what it was and i didn't know how to fulfill it and yeah. to the second part of your question how did coming to christ uh kind of help me is um yeah so basically after that encounter i started learning more and it, this may seem very basic to people who are christians but i started kind of seeing god in a different way yeah. like while god actually had a plan for me yeah. um god had a specific purpose for me um and that kind of gave me a bit of hope like a bit of a a different kind of revelation yeah um and it made me want to know more about god because i had never known like this was adding that relevance part to god yeah, yeah that we were talking about so, so then, uh, you know, different people started inviting me to church out of nowhere. It's just, that's just how God works. And, you know, I didn't really know anyone who goes to church. None of my friends used to go to church. Um, I tried different churches, man. I tried a lot of churches. <laughs> I'll just, I'll just Google a church and just go just up. and just show up. I went to churches, churches in libraries, I <laughs> To churches, uh, yeah, definitely. I I used to google churches that have evening services. I think maybe that's why I didn't see GPM because the whole idea of waking up at nine to go to church or being (laughs) that wasn't my thing at the time. So, yeah, I went to churches in people's garages, but we ended up just having tea, biscuits, and watching foodie. So, So it it was an interesting time, but I knew that, um, when I found what I was looking for, I would know it. I don't know how. Then, uh, I had a friend who had a neighbor called Deborah, who's um, a big sister to one of our church members, Victor. So for some reason, she just kept saying, oh, my friend was called justice. Like, um, you know, has God has a big plan for Gesheer. And I'll be like, what is she talking about? You know, but it didn't make any sense to me um but uh, she'd always be saying ah oh, you need to come to my church you need to come to my church then I was like ah oh, what time is your service and she says 9 I was like okay I'll come but I never went yeah so uh one day she was really determined I, I think again it's she was just driven by the holy spirit I believe um you know she calls me at midnight she's like ah who calls people at midnight but she calls me at midnight she's like okay tomorrow uh my sister and I will be at your place and uh you know, we'll wait for you, we'll take you to church and we'll drop you back home. So I was like, Wow, these people are really determined. I was still up. I remember my me and my housemate, we had a house party at the time. I'm like, ah this <laughs> this is uh Yeah, I know they're serious. Yeah. <laughs> but I thought, you know, let me just go so that she stops disturbing me basically. Yeah. So I remember I woke up, didn't shower, didn't do anything. I just, you know, they were calling me and they were like, we're downstairs. And yeah, I came and um, came to the church. And, you know, as soon as I settled in, I could tell there was something different. It was intangible, but I could kind of tell, you know, there's a presence. Although I didn't know it was a presence, but I just felt something. And, um, And then, you know, the man of the worship was... You know, the worship blew, blew me away. Um And, uh, you know, the man of God, Prophet Richard, comes and he's saying things I've never heard anyone say in their life. Like, he's a prophet. I'm like, ah, I thought that was Moses and Elijah. But <laughs> I, like, I didn't understand how you can be a 21st century prophet. Then, um, you know, he he starts saying, oh, God spoke to me. And I'm thinking, what? And uh, I've seen angels and like I was just, I was intrigued. I was very intrigued, yeah, yeah. cause I'd never heard anyone talk like that. Yeah. And with the confidence and, with the, confidence boldness and the boldness, I'm yeah. like he's young and he yeah. doesn't, you know, he's dressed in yeah. a yeah. modern so way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's not wearing those big suits. <laughs> and yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, the energy he had, and uh, the conviction he had, and and just the revelations. I never really heard anything like that in my life so just out of intrigue i was asking deborah a lot of questions and i was asking her what books does he read because that was you know how can you know so so many things you know like and he she would explain oh he's a prophet what does that mean you know like i asked her like moses then she's like oh you know she she helped me understand a few things and and it was not until my very first prophecy and after that, my very first meeting with him, I remember my first prophecy, prophetic word was, uh, it was a Sunday, maybe two weeks, I'd, I'd been in church maybe two weeks, and he was like, oh, young man, stand up. Yeah, <laughs> and this was, was in the middle of a preaching. And he's like, oh, you're going very far. Um, the enemy made an error in judgment, but you have a choice to make. And then he just continued preaching. And I was so confused by what he said, I didn't know you know the enemy has made an error in judgment you know what does that mean you know so after that I had a meeting with him in his office and you know we talked about different things he was telling me God loves me and um, you know God has been protecting you Um, you know a lot of your friends things have happened to them and this and that but God has preserved you Um, but look you have a choice to make I'm not gonna beat around the bush if you don't make the right choice you'll probably have a few years and that's it you you'll be critically ill and man I was like it was it was a lot so and based on the fact that he knew stuff about me it made me think so much that there's there's a, there's another realm there's something that's beyond what i even yeah. comprehended and that's really where my journey began with with church and the prophetic and you know new life yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: So I guess in in, in wrapping up, um, there's this question that everybody always asks. Mm. Well, you say you're a Christian, you mm. say you're a believer now, mm. but how come mm. you're still going through challenges? Right. So what's in it for me? Mm. Like, you know, is there still, right. you know, coming back to that question of relevance, mm. like, you know, there's this um, myth that walking with Christ or right. being a Christian means... Mm you get the easy pass in life, you know, it means that life is going to be smooth sailing, it's going to be sweet, Um, what would you say to someone who's out there, who's wondering whether, you know, is there, is it even worth considering this whole Christian thing, is it even considering, worthwhile considering, you know, giving my life to God, like giving my life to Christ, you know there's the whole sacrifice mm. submission like you mm. know who wants that I'm the master mm. of my own destiny mm. Um, looking back at your journey what mm. would you say to someone who's perhaps on the fence or even mm. on the other side and thinking right. to myself
2: mm.
0: there's there's no hope like mm. you know I've done so much mm. I don't think God I think I've reached the limit when it comes to what God would consider mm. for me to come to you know to mm. come to him what would you say to those people
2: uh, Yeah. It's a loaded question. Um, so, I mean, for me, um, you know, one one thing that really kind of, um, I've really kind of loved about knowing Christ is um, knowing that, you know, I'm, I actually there's a purpose for my life. I may not have um, fulfilled it yet, but I've come to know uh, and and have confidence that his word never falls void. Um, I've come to understand that God is more interested in our character and um uh more than giving us stuff. Uh he's more interested in our personhood than uh than than throwing things at us. Um and going back to Eugenia's question, um so for me what I one of the most immediate things I experienced was a peace. Um a piece that I couldn't understand i couldn't describe um and this is a piece that has been there uh, even in the midst of challenges um you know the the christian life does have a lot of challenges because what in essence you've done is you've chosen a side uh, and that side is 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 against um the ruler of this age who is the devil so because you've chosen a side uh immediately he he then tries his best to um to come against god's will in your life so in, in, and in that um you know you do face challenges um you know um but in all of this um there's, there's still a peace um there's because you have come to know the one who made the world you have come to know the one who sits outside time and uh, the promises he's given you were not to tickle your ego. They were not to uh, comfort you. They were. They. Were, they. They were. He, he spoke from the point of he's already there. So it, it's he's already there. It's guaranteed if you can walk this path. Yeah. yeah so, um, and for me, I guess um there's a certain fulfillment i i may not even have a lot in my account i may not have all the things i want or need but there's a there's there's a there's a fulfillment that comes in knowing that the maker knows me as a person uh the maker uh is there with me he's there for me um and um and he loves me without an agenda you know people can love you but um even the me- best meaning people will always have a reason for that love but he loves you because he made you and um, he knew what he had in store for you when he made you um, and he died for you and and um, there's there's for me that's 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 the greatest comfort yeah
1: oh yeah I would just add on to that if someone is asking what's in it for me I would say that sense of fulfillment mm-hmm. um, that is not associated with the material things in terms of how much you have in your account or, or you know where you are at in life in terms of how society judges things. But that relationship with God gives you a sense of fulfillment. And knowing that everything is given you in terms of the gifts, every advantage you have in life, you, you, you get to use it to serve other people. And that's where fulfillment comes. Um, you're no longer just living in a self-serving way, but you're living uh, for the betterment of other people. You're looking beyond yourself. And and in that comes the joy that you were speaking about, comes the peace that you were speaking about. So ultimately, I think that development of character is, is what's in it uh, for you when you come to Christ. Um, you move from being uh, someone who is just... Self-centered, I guess, into someone who's looking at how can I leave a mark in this world, uh, in your own way, and of course that's not gonna happen in one day or two days. But it gives your life a sense of purpose um, as you as you move towards fulfilling your your purpose and destiny. Yeah.
0: Wow, that was a loaded conversation right there, and I don't think I've got anything else more to add to it, <laughs> apart from the fact that um, next podcast. Uh-huh. We've got something really exciting happening, Mm. and our topic is going to be on this whole idea of greatness. Mm. So in our next podcast, we're hoping we're going to have a guest with us, one who I think is the master of talking about greatness, Mm -hmm. inspiring greatness, (coughs) and helping unearth the gifts that are buried in all of us, and I kid you not, I have seen lives being transformed before my eyes before I even consider my own life but I've seen how people have changed just having encountered our next guest Um, so keep your ears out um, and we'll be back with you next month with a podcast on greatness